Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's the horror show with Sean and Joe. Another episode ready to go. They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between. Cherishing make believe. Get ready for Halloween. It's the horror show. I know you miss those guys. Tune in and find out what's on their list tonight. They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate. Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate. It's the horror show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. A couple weeks off for those that aren't Patreon members. Um, Patreon had the live show, which was... I don't even remember. What was it? Oh, uh, Josh Just for it. Just for it. Oh wait, and then we did John Carpenter. So yeah, it's like, so never mind that. Just regard what I'm saying. <laughs> that's right. Took a that's week right. Off. Uh, I was in California. Yeah, we got, we got mad work. props for the John Carpenter one. Yeah, mad, mad fucking props. <laughs> uh, we took a we took a week off. I was in California. Joe had a f- fucking events every fucking day. Um, yeah, fucking that I did. Hang on, sorry. Um, fucking great fucking podcasting um so we took we took the, some time off uh i was able to meet some friends and f- uh, listeners of the show uh bryn rachel uh my friend mike uh there's a few other oh dawn our friend dawn um a few other people but it was it was super nice super great it's always nice to meet them in person oh yeah it's super cool and i was doing a lot of work out there but it was nice to be able to take a break and hang with them and see the sights and <laughs> crimes of Southern California. It was <laughs> fucking wonderful. Uh, but I did, I do appreciate all of those people that uh, took the time to hang out with me. Um, you, what did you do? You went to a few concerts, huh? Yeah. Like, 18 like pretending I'm still in my fucking twenties. <laughs> not, not a slob as almost four year old. I thought I was, I thought I was, I thought I was doing crazy shit but you did like four shows in like three days somehow yeah in all different states other than mine you know, yeah other no, than the one i live in connecticut. <laughs> fucking connecticut um yeah so wait you saw wait who did you see you saw oh you saw rage against the machine i did i did i, I honestly might go back on sunday with our buddy brian because it was that fucking good if you do let me know it, that's my birthday sunday so that's right that's right I treat myself to a little rage against the machine let's just fucking go Right. I, Sean, listen, I know the listeners want to hear about movie, movies, and we probably should have done this on the Patreon episode we just recorded. But Rage Against the Machine, I waited 25 years to see them. Uh, they came in 1997 with the Wu-Tang Clan. I was in seventh grade. My parents did not let me go. They ended up being a riot at that show in Hartford, Connecticut. So they never came back, so I never got to see them. And, of course, they broke up. And then, you know, they were reuniting. COVID happened. 
scored some tickets with a uh, old college friend uh, who, by the way, shout out to uh, Danimal and Charles, old college friends. We talk about, you know, our hometown friends never supporting us. Uh, they discovered we have a podcast and they like, legitimately enjoy us and like root for us. So uh, yeah. shout, shout out to those guys. Uh, but bros for life. <laughs> but, but uh <laughs> geez. um he he hit me up so we went to rage against the machine at master square garden and it couldn't have lived up to its potential anymore the energy was just completely off the roof and i've been to so many shows in my life and it has to be if not top five top three or if not top three top five that's show cool that I've seen. that's yeah. cool it's, it's nice to see Zach back. It's, it is. He, I don't know his story. And sometimes I've looked it up and it's not really, it doesn't seem like there was anything big that really happened. He just was like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. He pop up here and there and like run the jewels albums and stuff. But uh, it's so yeah. weird. But even that, like he's saying one line, that fucking idiot. What's his name? Just fucking loops and fucking samples 18 <laughs> times. <laughs> fucking one fucking line. <laughs> That's a MO, man. <laughs> and, and, and then saying featuring Zach De La Roche, which no. <laughs> that's not. That's not featuring Zach De La Roche, but that's okay. Um well that's good. That's good. I I, yeah. I, 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 I maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll go Sunday. We got a lot other traveling too to do. We have a live show in Chicago, uh Can't September, wait. September 16th. It is free. Uh, we are asking if you if you can give a donation, you can just to support the show. We will have travel a Venmo set up. So if you want to donate, you can and it will go all towards travel funds so we can yeah. do it in the future. Uh, for those who are Patreon members, we're going to live live stream it. If the live stream doesn't work well, at least record it and release it for Patreon. So that way everyone still gets bang for their buck. So we'll have the donation if you want to. You do not have to. This is, you know, for you guys who are in the area. I know people are traveling. I know times are hard. We're going to be there regardless. So come on out. And again, if you want to donate, and that's Friday the sixteenth, and then we're going, we're going to be at Riot Fest the seventeenth. The yes. uh, Misfits, Misfits, Misfits let's war. go, let's Misfits go. Misfits and fucking war, dude. I am Fear. fucking ready. Fucking fear is going to be oh, there. Dude. Seven seconds. We're going to need to like get geo tags for each other so we can like locate each other afterwards. It's going to be a disaster. Be a fucking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you would think at the age of 36, 37, like that would be kind of resolved. We would be like, Oh yeah, we won't lose each. We won't get too drunk and lose each other. There's a hundred percent chance that happens. So <laughs> good luck, everyone. Good night. And good luck. Um, so, but we'll be there at 7 PM Chicago at the brood. Um, which a little horror themed uh cafe. Uh, shout out to DJ Intel. DJ Intel, yeah. So I'm and, excited, uh, man. I'm excited. Have we chose the movie we we're gonna play? So we talked about it, but is that for sure? I'm. Let's all right. Let's find it out before we make an official announcement. But we okay. can give a hint that. Well, all right. For the I know there are some people who are like, it's like a four hour drive, but depending on what movie you do, it might be a no brainer. So we're trying to make sure that it's something. That you want to hear us talk about, yeah. and and we're doing the. I guess we should probably say that too. It's going to be the same format that we've been doing. So we're going to play the movie, stop it, talk about it, play the movie. So if you've joined our Patreon, that's what it's going to be like. Um, we're we're trying to choose a movie that takes place in Chicago, a Chicago themed horror mm-hmm. movie. I think we have it ironed out, but we'll um we'll make an announcement next week or the, later this yeah, week. Yeah, let's let, we'll we'll do it within a week. We'll do it next week for sure. So. 
Um, but regardless, it's going to be fun. We're going to pick a good movie. It's not We're not going to do like, you know, we're not going to do fucking muck. We're not going to do fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do something you'll enjoy. Yes. Um, so don't, don't fucking worry about it. And come um, hang out. Just come and hang out. Yeah. Just hang chill. Um, and then the 27th of this month, August is our, uh, normal streaming live show on the internet for Patreon. And we are doing, we made a little all, all alteration here. Uh, we're doing the burning, which I'm yes. excited. About. Yes. Cropsy lives, baby. Yeah. So join us uh, August 27th, 9 PM for the burning watch along. I'm excited about that, man. Yeah. I'm excited. That's a fu- such a fucking great movie. Um, you got me saying baby. I, I never said that in my baby. life. <laughs> It's fucking great, dude. It's fucking showbiz, baby. Um, <laughs> so that's that. Um, today, though, we are talking about uh, Sleepaway Camp, a movie I could have sworn we've done. You and me both. You and me both. <laughs> uh, I don't know how we did it. I vaguely, I vividly remember discussing it. We talked about it on the Patreon. Sean, there are some... We, we, we've been... First off, we're called the horror show, and we've been doing this for eight years, almost almost a full decade. And there's so many like big movies that we just Major haven't gaps. touched. We just touched. Touched. <laughs> what have we, we been doing? And, and, well, well, what have we been doing? We've been doing like their their third movie in the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that no one knows about. <laughs> Hey, you know Slumber Party Massacre? That movie everyone kind of likes. Well, we're gonna do the third one. For, forget <laughs> one and two because yeah, we haven't done one and two, have we? No. no. The, what are, <laughs> the fucking horror show. <laughs> I understand the negative comments now. It's <laughs> dude. Did Amityville two? Not Amityville. Not any of the Amityvilles. Just the weird second one. Uh, <laughs> Never did the Omen or the Exorcist. Good God! <laughs> Dude, Should have started with that. <laughs> so dumb, fucking idiot. <laughs> and then we come back. Then we come back from hiatus with a Marlon Brando bomb, and then and then that idiot uh, Witchboard director, like his first five movies. <laughs> bro, bro. Steve Kenny or whatever Kenny, whatever. I forget his fucking name. Dude, we dedicated a month to him. We were like. <laughs> This is, this is what the people want. And then two biker movies. <laughs> movies about extreme sports. Ah, oh, man, that's good. That's oh. good. But yeah, we have we somehow have a uh, wide range of movies people have heard of, you know, to tap into. So yeah, so we we saved the best for last. at the end of our run. We're gonna start doing we're gonna start doing the movies you actually know and care about. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> um so yeah we're doing we're doing sleepaway camp man a fucking uh a classic it's considered a classic um, yes i, I want to ask you when was the first time you saw sleepaway camp Did you see it early oh, in life later in life no way late way late way late, late. okay okay way late. what about you well of course uh our buddy amato somehow well, had his hands on it from a very early age. Uh, so I, I saw it um, not early, not, not, not like elementary school, but we definitely watched it a lot in high school. Uh, Amato wrote a paper our senior year of high school on how the arrow through the neck is the greatest scene in movie <laughs> history. 
th th this paper was also for an English class. So why he was writing about the arrow through the tech, I'm sure it had nothing to do with the topic given. And also, in his own words, uh, probably why he almost didn't graduate with us. But but he did, he did write a, a paper on that. Uh, he loved it. We actually, back when, I mean, we're, we're kind of old. So back in 2003, there was the Chiller Theater Con, but it wasn't like it was today. And during that time, yeah. you didn't have to pay people to get their picture with them or to sign shit. You could just go to pay the admission to these cons and just go up and like hang out with these people. And it was just like a party in the lobby. The, the, the celebs that were there were out there. Super Troopers were there. But they had a reunion, a sleepaway camp with the director, oh, uh, wow. the, whole, the whole cast. And he was talking about how he was making the fourth one. Which again, this was 2003, and it didn't get released till 2008. So I don't know what he was doing, but I'll never forget uh, the the director Robert Hiltzik, I think his name is. Yeah, uh, he became a lawyer after making yeah. this, so he didn't. He wasn't a filmmaker, and he had his daughter there and her friends, and they were our age. And I remember speaking with them and them being like, "I don't know why anybody is here talking about this fucking movie." Like, like you guys, I, I distinctly remember her like looking at me like, "You guys actually like this?" And they're like, "Yeah, we we love it." And they're like, "That's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard." Like, how, yeah, we watched this once, and this is nuts. And we're like, "No, this is this is beloved." People, yeah, people love this movie. This is underrated. He, did, he didn't know that until like two thousand one, two thousand two. He he was oblivious to the fact that it had gained traction on the internet. I think yeah. I think what happened, and I, I couldn't find it anywhere, so I might be wrong, but like based on what I read, he sold the rights to Sleepaway Camp. They made two and three. Um yeah. and then he was able to get the rights back. My guess is he fucking sold the rights and was able to pay for law school and fucking went and became sure. a fucking successful that, that makes lawyer. Sense. Yeah. Wouldn't dude, yeah. wouldn't that be sick? Like, dude, you're like if you wa actually wanted to be a lawyer, you made this movie and then they're like, We'll pay you like whatever it was, like a hundred grand for the fucking rights, you'd be like, oh fuck, like fuck. I just paid for fucking school. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a lawyer with no debt. Like, fuck yeah. That's what it seemed like because he became a lawyer and then like did nothing. He's he has made two films. He's made Sleepaway Camp yeah. and he made Sleepaway Camp 4. Yeah, Return um, to Sleepaway Camp. Which I want to see now. It okay, so I can't, you know, I watched it when it came out. I was high, uh well, I was, I, I was high. But I was also high on the fact that I had met him <laughs> when I watched yes. it. Um, I, I, I'd be curious what my thoughts are now watching it, but I remember enjoying it when it came out. Yeah. And, and you know, it's an interesting concept, this movie. Um, you know, it's there's a lot to be said with like the, the trans and the LGBTQ issues. Um, we are not the people to really discuss that or decide whether it's appropriate or not. Um, but what I think is cool about this movie, there's two things I think are cool in that vein, right? So unlike other slashers, um, for some reason, this movie is all dong shots, dude, more, <laughs> no boobs, no boobs, once. no boobs, just nuts hanging out of shorts, yeah. 24 fucking yeah. seven. Which is fucking cool. Like, dude, that's different, right? right? It is and different. Like, it's unique. Dude, yeah. The end of the movie is a fucking dick. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> dude, but, Joe, like, I remember the first time seeing a dick in a movie, like, I was older, and I was like, that doesn't happen. This <laughs> motherfucker was doing it in 83. Yeah. I think that's a fuck. And as a, like, as like a, like, come on, like it's a focused fucking shot, not like some dude walking with his dick hanging out. Like, 
like dick. It's arguably the most iconic. I know that might sound extreme, but like the most iconic ending shot ever. In it, 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 especially it in horror, especially in horror. Like it, it has to be. I still. This is probably like my fifteenth time watching it. That shot with the and the face and, and it's the sound, so weird. It gives me goosebumps. Like unsettling. It's so unfucking settling. Um, so I think that that's cool. And and then I think um addressing certain things like the closeted homosexuality. And yeah, I'm not saying yeah. it's done well, I because again, I can't be the judge of that, but like it's not something you saw addressed in movies, period. Let alone making it like this was an event that that like just addressing it as like a human thing, like not not so much like a like a gag, right? Like a a, la- a laugh bit or something. You know what I mean? Like to address it as like this was like this dude's life and like yeah, and it, it is weird in the sense that it's weird in the sense that like what I don't know what that does for the story. So like there, there's definitely some questions there, like, but it, it's, it's cool to see some of that representation. And I think sure. from our point of view, that's the best we can do with, with the, that commentary. And and those are two things I think are cool about this movie. Yeah. Um, but there is, there's a lot of articles about all of that. And yeah, the people more, uh, <laughs> yes in line to talk about that than us. Um, I know Phyllis is on record being like, this is like a pure representation of like, you know, trans support. It seems like it was kind of forced on the character that like, I don't think they had a choice. Like that. I don't think that would yeah. be like that. I don't know how I'd, be, I'd have to be curious. Like if it, like I, I'm honestly asking if, if somebody out there can relate, uh, let me know if you think, like if, if you felt empowered by it or whatever, but uh, because Felissa thing seems to think that most people do. I, I don't know. The articles, that, find out. the articles I read about it, you can find quotes from articles that like re-review it now, especially in twenty the two twenty twenties, um, where it's a it's a talking point politically. Uh, you can find different reviews, and they go both ways. There's the ones that are like it's fucking good, like. It, you know what I mean? And then there's other ones that yeah. are like, this is fucking a bullshit representation of this. And I think maybe the answer is just somewhere in the middle of those where it's just like, I mean, it was this guy who just made it. Like, I don't, I don't know if he had any like really. <laughs> so I think that's, that's actually the point I'm kind of getting at with Felicis is that I think we're giving Robert uh, too much credit. I think mm-hmm. he was just like, I just want to have a, an ending that nobody saw coming and I just want to have like a fun little slasher and, and, and that's it. Like not that yes. deeper meaning. But. No, I don't, I don't think he even, he might not even have known what, <laughs> what like transgender was. He was just like, because I mean, I don't know if that character is transgender or not. It's, it was a boy that the mom forced to be a, a, a girl. So it's yeah. like, Again, I, don't know, I don't know what that falls <laughs> under. I don't know what that falls under, but um, so Robert Hilzik does this. Uh, I give a shout out to listener uh, Casey Lee Twist, who's been listening to us from forever. Yeah, uh, he plays and he makes his own country music. I believe he toured with Rascal Flatts as one of their their band members. Um, you know, he's he's always big on the scene. His brother is Ricky in the in in the movie. His brother is Jonathan Tierson. Um, oh, is that serious? Yeah, and he he was very excited to hear that we're doing this, and he's like, I if you want, like we can get in touch with him, maybe talk to him. So maybe we'll have a bonus with him uh, in the future. I would love to talk to Ricky. Ricky 
Ricky's the Ricky's, best. Ricky's a great fucking character. Ricky might be the only like redeemable character in this fucking movie. The only guy that has his fucking head on straight. Who's not like every other character is like a giant piece of fucking shit. Like, like the most enormous piece of shit on the planet. And Ricky's was, just what, in the what, middle. <laughs> which is so funny because this camp, Camp Arawak, it's the same camp that the director, Robert, went to as a kid. Robert must have had the most traumatic, shittiest ex- experience ever because every adult in this movie is a pedophile piece of shit and 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 it seems like the ultimate revenge film like something i would want to make like if somebody scorned me like i'm gonna make a movie where everything's the same and all these characters are you to the point where if you watch this you be like is this guy this guy's talking about me it seems like he had a big axe to grind Bro, and just uh dude, dude. <laughs> made up for some shitty childhood experiences just straight pedophiles like just legit pedophiles there's no in between on these characters no. and, and yeah. I would argue that because there's the main pedophile, uh, but I'd argue that everyone around him in those moments where he's like, oh, wouldn't it be great to fuck a kid? And they're all like, oh, they're like, oh, like, oh, what do you do? What? Like, imagine hearing somebody say that. You'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, it's all fucking cut up over here. <laughs> the fuck? You all fucking should be murdered. And imagine, imagine knowing that guy makes comments like that and then seeing two kids run out of a room and then him coming out with his belt off and just be like, guess I uh, startled him. Like, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, give him a fright, I guess. <laughs> uh, they end up, they make, so he makes this, uh, and then different directors make Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers in 88. Sleepaway yes. Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, which we did for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> And return to Both of which have Bruce Springsteen's sister as Angela. That's right. That's right. I remember talking about that. This movie was made on a $350,000 budget and brought in $11 million at the box office, baby. What a fucking, what a fucking move, man. It beat Yentl in New York only, but it still beat Yentl. <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's fucking go, baby. Fuck you, Barbara. Take that. <laughs> um, we really showed you. Although, I'll be honest. If I'm Barbara and that fucking beat me, I'd be like... In New York City? In New York City, I'd be like, we got a fucking problem, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Call my manager immediately. Call me I agent. bet Barbara bought the fucking rights. It was like, I'm going to fucking tank I'll show you. <laughs> Put Bruce's idiot fucking kid in the fucking movie. Fucking tank the shit out of this franchise um <laughs> and a, a thing about this movie that was kind of weird was they used real kids in the camp not not fucking adults it's what, great what, uh, it's more authentic notice, yeah. yeah what you notice yeah. immediately you're like oh fuck these are young yeah people. well this is legitimately 13 years old yeah also. which <laughs> not 48 which some of the counselors though you could fucking dude the, the one that survives till the end like the fucking juiced up dude fucking, that guy fucking that guy is funny as fuck. I don't know why. Just looking at him always made me laugh. Uh, but that guy ages like 10 years during the movie, dude. From, from <laughs> dude, The first time you see him, he like looks like way older. The last scene, he's got like fucking wrinkles in his fucking face. And speaking of old, the guy that owns the camp, I think his name's Marv in the movie. Um, Mel. Uh, Mel, Mel. 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 It's Mel. Yeah. Uh, Mel 
Mel died like shortly after this movie. He had cancer while filming it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Which makes it great for the moment when like a young girl is like, hey, Mel, you want to still fuck? And Mel's like, <laughs> absolute. Mel looks like he's not doing great. Mel, Mel doesn't look great in this movie, FYI. What I love about Mel, the actor's name is Mike Kellen. This guy was was in films with Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. And then, then he pops up in Sleepaway Camp. That's his laughter. I love it. I love it. One last one to close it out, baby. Like, how did they how did they secure this guy? You know, I don't know enough about the behind the scenes of casting and, and right. directing, but like Robert Hildzik, as we already said, did nothing before and nothing after. It seems just like an amateur passion project that he was doing. How do you land somebody that was in Dean Martin movies? Like, how do you approach them? Probably went to Chiller Theater, if I had to guess. <laughs> Signing Hogan's Hero autograph. You know what? You know what? Maybe there was a con of something at the, <laughs> at the time, and he just had those big posters of Dean Martin I was, I, was a, I was a bellboy in that one movie. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, I'm also wearing my, uh, if you're watching the video, I'm wearing my Sleepaway Camp-esque shorts here. Look at that. Nice. Nice. Um, show thanks, me for, thanks for sharing. Five. <laughs> it's, a theme, it's, a, it's a themed episode. Um <laughs> So, uh, cool. can we talk about? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I want to talk about two other characters here. So we mentioned yes. Felissa. We mentioned Jonathan. Um, we, we mentioned Mike Kellen. Alan Breton plays Officer Frank, who is the cop who shows up with a very real mustache, and he will show up again later in the film with the fakest mustache you have ever seen in your entire life, and like. <laughs> Why they could have just kept him un, unshaven, right? Nobody's gonna. The only reason we notice it's the same cop is because his mustache is so unbelievably fake. You're like, wait a second, that's this guy. And, and I looked it up. He, he did. He was filming another movie, so he had to shave. It's the original uh, Superman, right? <laughs> that's what I was it's the original Superman. They didn't have CGI. Henry, then, so they Cam- Henry Cavill, <laughs> Cavill, Cavill. Yeah, they couldn't CGI the mustache on. I mean. It, You've seen it, right? You, like you saw it in the movie, right? Yes, yes. It, it, oh God, uh, it, it, I've never seen such like a glaring difference. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. It's and fucking nuts. He, he like the director doesn't have the wherewithal to not zoom in on this guy. There's, he's not that integral to the end of the plot, and he's just standing outside, and be like, "Oh my God!" And then the camera is right on his face, so you, you can't help but notice it. You could have just said it was two different cops. It didn't have to be the same. Exactly. Cop. Why is Officer Frank a recurring character? <laughs> Yo, a big Hollywood just loves their fucking mustaches. If you had a mustache, <laughs> you can't fucking shave it. <laughs> Maybe this is the movie that decided it. They were like, after fucking sleepaway camp, you can't shave your mustache. Which, like, I don't get. Like, why can't why can't the character just have a conversation with another character and Bro. then be like, hey, shave your mustache, huh? And then be like, yeah. It also, it also takes nothing to fucking grow a mustache back. Like, fucking. You could just shave your stubble and tape it on. <laughs> uh, Shout out. Uh, <laughs> just tape it to your lip. No one will know. No one will know. Uh, I'm sure we've told the story. Huh? I was yeah, going to say it's yeah. an inside joke. To, to talk about it every fucking week, that'd be important. <laughs> 
Uh, and the other character I wanted to bring up was Ben, uh, who, of course, is played by Robert Earl Jones, who's James Earl Jones' dad. Get the fuck out of here. It is. James Earl Jones' dad. Which, oh, so he plays... Uh, Modern Chaos. Like, Modern Chaos had a really funny point. It's like, what do you think their like, holiday conversations were about? Was James Earl Jones talking about all the movies he's been in? Is <laughs> that like, well, I was in The Sting and uh, you know, Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Yeah, I remember working with uh, whatever fucking Mel's name was. You know, he's in a Dean Martin movie once. (laughs) Real star power, that guy. But yeah, Robert Earl Jones, James Earl Jones. That's crazy, man. Good for for him. Um, I mean, I hated his fucking character. I hated everyone involved in the kitchen. They they were just fucking disgusting. <laughs> I then, love the characters and I the dialogue in this is so outrageous, but it's so fucking funny. Everything everyone says at any given time is, is great. It's fucking all crazy. It's the craziest thing ever. And, and I feel like I, I I like I think I like Robert. I think I like him. Or what Robert Hiltzik. The director? Yeah. He's, I think I, he's I, fucking I, good. This is this is, in my opinion, like as good as you can get for a like low budget, yeah, not big name slasher movie. Yes, I agree completely. I do have some. How, problems a, sure, I'm, I, I can't wait to hear them. But uh, but uh, the the effects on on some of those kills way better than they should be. Yeah, and, and some pretty aggressive fucking kills that like I'm surprised past censors. Like, I mean, nobody was screaming. <laughs> hey, we're releasing this movie Sleepaway Camp, uh, starring nobody. Get the fuck start, out of office. <laughs> Just release it. Uh, as of 2021, a reboot is in the works. Mm. Um, and a documentary film on the series titled Angela, the official Sleepaway Camp documentary, is currently in pre-production. Uh, with the executive producer being none other than Felissa Rose, which would make sense because you're naming a fucking documentary about Sleepaway Camp Angela. <laughs> I also, not for nothing, I know I know there's there's fans that will eat this documentary up. I feel like we know everything already. I, I feel like. <laughs> okay, listen, I, I I have to go this route. I really didn't want to fucking go this route, but I have to. Like. I don't know if I should. Felissa just like <laughs> Felissa is great. Excited. She's, excited. She's sweet. She's sweet. She's super nice. Super nice. We, we had her on the we show. We interviewed her. Yeah. 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 She had her on the show. She's great. Also, just kind of loves to fucking talk. And like, if you track her fucking trajectory of her interviews, like she, her narrative of sleepaway camp changes with, what's happening currently, right? Like, there's no way at any point besides in the recent years would she have ever been like, this is a, uh, like a trans, a positive representation of the trans community. She would never have said that. But now it's a thing. So now she's like, yeah, that's that's what it's about. And now it's like, now there's this going to be this documentary about Angela and it's going to be honestly like, listen, it's whatever. But like, come on, I'm like fucking relax. All right, like, she doesn't speak in the fucking movie. She says seven things in the fucking movie. Like, <laughs> she, come on. She's mute until I feel And then she's replaced <laughs> <laughs> for two shitty sequels. They're fucking terrible. They're fucking terrible. Like, they're not we, fucking we, good. 
when Sleepaway Camp was discovered to have had like a cult following, they released a DVD in like 2002, 2003. And that's when they were started hitting the con scenes. And that's when they started filming Return to Sleepaway Camp. All the like they spilled the beans on everything during this time. They they yeah. had the DVD with like the behind the scene features or they already like I don't I don't know why you need a documentary now. Because it's gonna be reframed. You know it it's all. gonna be yeah. reframed for 2022 and it's gonna be, you know, and I'm not saying whatever. It's just like okay. Okay, cool. I, I don't know. I just don't think that there's anything there. But whatever. What can I do? If Robert Hiltzik's <laughs> in it, I want to hear him talk. I, I do want to hear that dude talk. I wanna I want to hear it from the horse's fucking mouth. Not the he was super. He, he was super cool when I met him. Not, say. not, yeah, not the actress that didn't speak on the fucking set and fucking <laughs> it's six lines. <laughs> I just want to hear from the dude that wrote it because it's again, like you said, it's like written really weird. Like something happened to this dude at camp, and he is not over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, something bad happened at camp, and he, dude. And then being like, I'm going to rent out the same fucking camp and then portray every counselor as the biggest piece of shit you've ever met in your life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm fucking down for it. Um, so that's that. So movie. Over- no, Jane, sorry. The last bit of trivia. Jane Krakowski was considered for the point of Judy or for the part of Judy. And she rather, is fuck. I do She's from 30 Rock. She's from 30 Rock. She was uh Tina Fey's friend. She was, oh, she was in a bunch God. of 80s movies. Yes, 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 yes. She's great. But I, guess, <laughs> I think she read the end and she was like, I, I'm not. Now the nope. end was a pros. No, the end was No, the end the end was a, a local college kid. A guy that they put an Angela mask on, which is why yes. they did the Angela face because the mask couldn't move, right? So yes, Ange- yes. So when they did cut to Angela's face, she's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> just making this. Oh, dude, it's fuck. it's creepy as fuck, man. It's creepy as fuck. I and- showed it at Eastern at, at my house, uh, the college that we went to at, at my house, and uh, I distinctly remember this one person, Megan. Uh, fucking screamed like 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 a child in a, in a haunted house at that scene like put her, put her hands over her ears like duh. so i've never seen anyone react to a movie like that but that was dude, uh the reaction. like dude without the dick that scene is fucking scary like oh the, the, the mouth is what gets me the mouth if you, put, the a, noise, dude, if you yeah. put a ski if you put a speedo on uh angela in that scene it's just as fucking scary like it, like uh it's a little funny Speedo, it's pretty funny. Well, <laughs> did a killer wearing a fucking speedo, regardless of whatever gender they are. I'm just saying, I only <laughs> kill in speedos. <laughs> why? Why did? Why did they take off all their clothes except a, a speedo to do that? Well, I don't know. Just, just their thing, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's the end of Sleepaway Camp. So enjoy. Um, <laughs> enjoy the rest of the fucking movie as we discuss it. Um, so it opens with a dedication to his mom, which at first I was like, I'm sure she's thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, showing this to my mom. She's so upset with me. <laughs> hey, mom, just wait till the ending. It really pays off at the ending. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> probably like what the fuck but hey guess what dude dude's a lawyer you know probably paid all of his mom's bills with this fucking movie yeah um 
But we open up with probably, if you wanted to knock this movie, because this movie has been covered on podcasts that we used to listen to kind of prior to the horror show, like um, How Did This Get Made? It was on Oh, they covered this? They did. They did. And um, I remember they ripped it. And actually, that might have been when I first watched it. Really? Yeah. Dude, I watched it way late. Like, I was an adult. Okay. Um, And they they didn't like it? Huh? They didn't like it? No, they were. I mean, so I think, like, I mean, I'm not ripping professional comedians here. I think some, (laughs) there were some movies that they did that they weren't that fucking bad, but they, like, really tried to overemphasize that they were terrible. You know what I mean? Because it's easier to do that, like how we were in the first run of the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's so much easier to be like, well, that's fucking the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And it's like, yes. is it? Like, come, fucking relax. And this movie kind of falls in line with that, but there is bizarre shit in it, but not enough to be like, this movie fucking sucks. Like, this opening scene is weird and it's vague, but it, it's intentional, right? It's vague because. It, it, it comes into play to the end. It comes into play at the end. And it is confusing because there's a young boy and a young girl here with their dad um, on a boat. Uh, the boat tips over while they're just having a little fucking jaunt, right? Yep. Um, and an- <laughs> there is another boat that's doing like jet skis or not jet skis, uh, whatever, skiing, water skiing. Water skiing, yeah. Water skiing. Um, and the 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 water skiing boat ends up running over now, the family. Now, like you were saying, if you had to pick apart something, I don't think that this idea is bad. Right. I, but the ex- the execution is nuts. Is not great because uh, first off, like you could have them drinking, you could have them. You know, they, they are kissing. They are kissing. So you can just have them like making out or like yeah. you know, going down on each other and just not paying attention. Yeah. They are paying attention, <laughs> and the girl is turning the steering wheel, but somehow the boat doesn't turn, and then, and then inexplicably, the guy who who like having a second body there is unheard there's of. Two people, there's, there's two, two people, people paying attention, two, aware of what might happen. <laughs> And, and the person that is skiing is also screaming, like, look out, like, giving them a heads up. So there's three three eyes on the situation with ample and more than ample time to make a decision. The girl's turning the steering wheel, but the boat doesn't turn. Right. And the guy grabs what I assume would be the brake. I don't know anything about boats, but it looks yeah. like he's trying to grab yeah, the brake. He accelerates it. He, he pushes it into, like, the next gear. So the boat speeds up and just runs over this family. <laughs> Which again, again, um, I have no problem with the accident happening to set this up. No, why did any that just have them right, like not attempt anything and run them over? Right. And the other weird part is it's very vague about who these people are. Well, you assume that it's siblings and their dad, right? Uh, yeah, they they say that because they mention Ricky, like well, like Ricky's the cousin, and and the dad at one point in that conversation is like, no, he's with with your aunt or whatever. Okay. 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 So I missed that. Okay. So that's fine then. So they really do establish that these are. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I don't know. I guess I I don't don't know what that means. Anyway, the scene mostly sucks because once they hit the people, that girl just starts fucking screaming for fucking five minutes straight. Just. "Ah!" 
I don't even know what she's saying. She's just fucking insane. Like, relax. <laughs> and it is worth noting because it is important to the plot that, that they do establish that the kids in the water are Angela and Peter siblings. Angela Correct. and Peter. And we don't, the only body you see <laughs> is, the, is the father's, right? Yes. Yeah. But it's, and you, and and, you, see, and you see a guy on the beach like, screaming for him as yeah. well. And, and life vests in the water, cut up life vests in the water. So yes. you assume there's more than one casualty. Yes. Okay. Fast forward eight years. Eight years. Eight years. We meet Richard, Ricky, um, and Angela. Ricky is Angela's cousin. Although at this point, it's kind of vague. They, they drop the cousin thing once they get to camp. Um, and their mom. Angela's wearing a bandage around the head. No, not yet, right? No, they're going to camp right now. Wait, what? Why does she have a bandage on her head? She doesn't have a bandage on her head. Does eight, she? eight years later? They, yeah. they flash us to eight years later, and she has the... No. What? They're going to camp. They're going to camp. It's Ricky we meet, and Angela. We meet Aunt, Aunt Martha for the first time. Yeah. Am I no fucking got, up the, the flashback? No one's got... Yeah, the flashback's a little bit. Okay, all right. My bad. My bad. Don't fucking worry about that. No, eight (laughs) years later, and then they flash back, brother. Flashbacks go backwards. Okay. Got it. Got it. My my mistake. My mistake. Um but they the Angela appears to be the girl that has survived the accident. Right? Because this is her aunt. It's Ricky's mom, her aunt. Um I don't know. That's even weird, right? Or is it Angela's mom? But Ricky's calling her mom. There, listen. This this relationship is fucking no, no, weird. no, no, no. Aunt Martha is Ricky's mom. Oh, okay, all right. So that is for sure because their dad died and she right. and Angela's living with with Ricky's mom. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. Um, and then they go to Camp Arawak. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, Camp Arawak. Um, Which, <laughs> but, by the way. By the way, that boating accident happened in the waters next to Camp Arawak, and that girl was a counselor named Marianne. Does that the girl driving in? the boat? Does that play into the story? No. Nope. I'm just That's sharing nuts. that. Yep. yep. I'm just sharing that this guy fucking hates Camp Arawak. Dude, like, <laughs> literally every bad thing that happens is because of counselors. Um. What, when the mom, when the aunt sends the kids off to camp, she has the most insane interaction with them too. Where like, like they're they're telling you like this lady's crazy from the jump. Like she's like, Aunt Martha is unsettling. Like <laughs> for for a character who's, well, I mean, she is malicious because we find out what she does. But before the end, she just has this like thousand yard stare. Like she's been in combat. You know, is shell shocked. Like, yeah, there's something about her that is so often unsettling. Every time she's on the screen, she's like staring through people. She's not even like looking at people. It's fucking creepy as fuck. And um, she's like, "Don't forget your physicals." And she gives them physicals, which well, that was creepy enough because she was like, "Don't tell anybody." And I was like, "Oh God!" Like, what the fuck? And then she's like, then she goes on this like fucking tangent about being like, "Just because I'm a doctor." doesn't mean and i'm like what the fuck are you talking this is fucking insane and also if you're a doctor who cares what? <laughs> that doesn't matter that's that's even more of a sign to say that she did it like who you don't need a third party doctor to give you a fucking physical like right your parents can give you a fucking physical <laughs> um angela as joe mentioned is a mute 
Um, we meet the counselors, the 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 muscle bound fucking fucking counselors just fucking dude, that guy is like mel's right hand man and he's just like he does nothing at the camp but he's like the nicest <laughs> character actually him he's very Ricky, nice him very Ricky, nice dude he like tries to get angela to eat he's like super cool man yeah and ricky not afraid of a scrap respect to ricky because ricky is small yep. ricky, ricky can is asking ricky's way small and ricky <laughs> literally anytime somebody looks at him or angela strange he's like all right, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, that's never been more fights than Ricky has like a two day span. <laughs> At one point, Mel, the owner, like grabs him and is like, what the fuck? And he's like, those fucking cocksuckers. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ricky's about to fucking take on everyone. And by the way, the counselors are like all seven foot tall and fucking ripped to the gills doing those 80s monkey steroids. <laughs> fucking legion of doom or fucking pounding um fucking nuts um and then we also meet those fucking chefs who are pedophiles um the original uh um what's that movie with matthew mcconaughey uh days of confused where he's like that's what i love about high school girls bro. That guy drops a pretty similar line he's like no this thing of being too young you're just too old but also this guy is like is 50s and 500 pounds dude, 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 yeah he's talking and he's talking to james earl jones's dad who looks much healthier <laughs> than he does uh and he goes he says uh dude where i it's the first line he fucking utters in the fucking movie he goes where i come from we call them baldies bro i ought to fucking that's kill you. that line is nuts that line is <laughs> that fucking line is crazy and james earl jones's dad is just like <laughs> <laughs> It's a real fucking hoot out of it. <laughs> and then that's when he's like, oh, please. And you're like, oh, good. He's going to say, like, go fuck yourself. He's like, yeah, you couldn't get one of them. And you're like, oh, fuck Come on. sake. <laughs> and that's that's when he says the line like that you're saying, which is like, it's just like fucking nuts. It's fucking crazy as shit. Um, so, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and right as this pops off, um right as this pops off the the first thing that happens is the fucking angela's not eating at the camp she's unhappy yes the cool muscle bound guy brings her into the kitchen and it's like hey can you get her some food first of all i mean he should have picked up on something here because the guy's like yeah let me take you to the walk-in freezer <laughs> for a fucking snack <laughs> It's custom that I do this to all <laughs> new hungry counselors. Dude, fucking insane. And he, he fucking tries to rape her. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. This movie's yeah. fucking crazy. Right off this, the bat, man. This movie, uh, like, I, I'm not a fan of those scenes. Um, but like having the balls to do that, like, so he's making a he's making a Friday the 13th. What would you call it? in the mold of Friday the Thirteenth, right? Yeah, yeah. But he, I feel like he's the only motherfucker it, that took it and then like was like, "I'm gonna fucking make this fucking weird and fucking kind of deranged and more dangerous." Well, that's that's why I like about this movie is that you know I, I love the type of slashers where you almost are rooting for the murderer the whole time because yeah. this guy getting killed. It's good, like, fucking good, man. Uh, you know, and then I, I just like th there's a lot of movies that do this well. 
um, where like people like Jason for for that reason because yeah. the counselors let a little kid die. So it's to the point where like I'm glad I'm glad you're getting your revenge, Jason. Like you shouldn't have been killed. But then but then halfway through you have to be like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I rooting for this murderous madman? You know, so, killing teenagers. Yeah, like not even a mistake. Yeah, so I, I like when it puts you in that situation as as a viewer. But I do think this movie does it really well because a lot of these people are so despicable. Like there's bullies, yeah. there's pedophiles, straight up assholes. You know, um, and it, you do kind of root for the killer for most. Yeah, people. the killer's almost a fucking vigilante to an extent until she starts killing the counselors. Like, and like just yeah, for being yeah, like, you lose me at the end. You know. Yeah. Just because, like, a girl was like, you fucking idiot. And then fucking, yeah, yeah, you, you can't, you know, gotta have some like, thick okay. skin. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotta have some thick skin. <laughs> can't just kill everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and shortly after that, that scene, um, we will watch Rick, Ricky interrupts. Uh, Ricky saves oh, yes. the day again because Ricky's the fucking best. Ricky. Ricky is a real hero. Always there when when she needs him. Yes. Uh, Ricky interrupts, saves it. They run out. Mel sees it and is like, what the fuck is wrong with them? And this fucking giant piece of shit walks out. Like Joe mentioned, literally like putting his belt on, being like, oh, fuck if I know. Guess I I scared him. (laughs) Which, (laughs) of course you did, you fat slob. (laughs) Scare anybody. And Mel even gives a look, like, ooh. But, like, not enough to be like, I think we need to have a fucking chat. I, it just dawned on me. Because the whole time, every time I watch this, I'm like, Mel reminds me of someone. He reminds me of the lighten up Francis guy from the movie Stripes, the Bill, the Bill Murray movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my the God. The guy has the same sourpuss face. It's always miserable in every scene that he's in. Dude, it's the, it's the up the, it's like just like the permanent frown. It's the permanent <laughs> frown. I just fucking yes. spilled my drink. Um yeah, it's fucking insane. Um so then we get the killer POV, which is critical to this. And one thing critical. Is, critical. 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 It's like the honestly is one of the best uses of killer POV in a slash. It's it's like the real use of what you should use it for, right? Not just to fill in gaps in the fucking movie and like watch them. It, 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 it it's. You if you were that. watching for the first time and you're listening to this for the first time, we've already ruined it for you. But <laughs> you, as you as a viewer, uh, you really aren't sure who the killer is until the end. And Ricky is played as a red herring the whole time. And a lot of movies that we cover were like, why is this person a red herring? And they were yeah. like, why did they throw this red herring in there? Ricky's very believable as the person who would yeah. be doing this. Yes. And even if you thought it might be Angela, the fucking guy gives you another fucking another swerve at the end. So it's like no matter it was like foolproof, right? It was a foolproof swerve where it was like it keeps you guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the end. No one. I mean, no one expects that. At the end nobody. Point. Nobody. <laughs> anyway, you know, we get. Actually, we should always talk because we we used to always talk about how people who are like, I knew the ending to the Sixth Sense oh, all yeah. along, which which is bullshit. But if there's anybody out there who has ever claimed to know the ending of Sleepaway Camp, you're the no. biggest piece of shit liar. Absolutely. Because, like, again, even. But the interesting thing is, so we get this killer POV. 
and this these hands push the big fucking pedophile. Uh, he's looking over a pot, the biggest pot I've ever seen. The most unsafest pot. It, first off, it would take like five hours to bring that to a boil because it is like a hundred gallons and it's over six feet tall. He has to climb. That guy's not a small man. He has to climb up the ladder to like look down to it, and that's what he's doing, looking over that boil. The most unsafe thing. For this reason, for the yeah. for what happens, like that, that is why this type of pot would be unsafe. Which is uh, these hands push the ladder, um, but what what happens here is he acknowledges who the fucking killer is, and every kill we see, they hint to you that like they start narrowing down who it can be because this guy's like. Oh, fucking you, you piece of shit. Like, you stop it. So he knows. And he even, I feel like he even says, I wrote it down. Um, uh, Oh, no. He doesn't doesn't identify the gender, but he identifies that it's one of the kids. He's like, you fucking kids. Like, so he's already, you know what I mean? Like, that's an interesting fucking move. That's a real fucking interesting move. Um. But he just had the altercation with Ricky, which is why I love that they keep using Ricky as the red herring. Because right, right. It and that kind of makes also, it seem like it's him. Also yeah. why Ricky shows up everywhere. And also yes. Mel wants to fucking kill Ricky. <laughs> Mel, Mel fucking hates Ricky. <laughs> Honestly, it felt so genuine. I like. I was like, dude, if I were Ricky on set, I would actually... <laughs> the, end, the end scene that the two of them have together, I'm pretty dude, sure he just wanted to kill that kid. Dude, like, he must have fucking pissed him off so bad on set. <laughs> I hope we get to talk to him and be like, hey, did that motherfucker hate you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Casey, if you're listening to this, uh, we have answers that need to be... Or questions that need to be answered. We don't give a fuck about anything. We just want to know if this old dude actually wanted to kill him. Um, <clears throat> so... You know, uh, the owner, the owner, <laughs> the owner, the, the, you know, the cops come, they remove the body of this burnt. Oh, I don't even know if he said he pours the water all over himself. The boiling yeah. water all over himself. He, Great he, the, they pull the, the stool that he's on and, you know, he pull he pulls the huge vat of boiling water all over his face and the effects like you just said are great and it's very prolonged. Like it's not just a bang, bang. This guy's burned. This, this guy's writhing in pain for a while. And he's not even dead. He's which is the interesting part. They don't kill him because he gets nope. taken away on a stretcher and he's still just be like, <laughs> dude, it, it, it's like a, it's a pretty horrifying scene. It probably lasts almost close to like 45 seconds of just like showing his effects and like never cutting just him being like, and like, Zooming in on certain parts, you're just and, like, and seeing like more boils form show up. Yeah, Dude, I really thought, well done. I'm so really glad well you done. saw that because I saw it and I was like, "That's fucking impressive." I saw two on his arm, like grow, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "That's fucking yeah. gross, dude!" Like that fucking skeeved me the fuck out. Um, yeah, really well done. Yeah, and, and the owner, uh, you know, he's like, "Listen, I'm gonna split his pay amongst you guys." <laughs> And uh, he's like, but just don't tell the campers. First of all, why would you have to tell the fucking camper? Like, it, it wasn't, it's not like, you know, like a favorite teacher of yours in a school or something like poor Miss yeah. Hendricks got burned. Yeah. And even if she got burned, you wouldn't tell him. You'd be like, she, she like, she didn't die. She, 
She, she's on vacation. She's on vacation. So, so they came up. And he's like, yeah. listen, you don't tell these fucking kids about this fucking murder. Bro, what are you saying? And the guy's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but even the guy, when, before he says absolutely, he's kind of acting like it's a moral dilemma. Like, well, I don't know. Hold, withhold the truth from the youth. I don't know if that's a good idea. Uh, I feel like we should tell them the truth. No, no, what? Your entire staff wants to molest them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, hey. <laughs> they deserve to know um and then of course the greatest uh sports scene in history maybe is that that next is it that is next okay i, th- I thought i thought they uh, got into like a, a fist fight first uh, yeah maybe no who Ricky, his first, Ricky's his first fighting first everyone. Fight. Just <laughs> imagine this movie. Ricky's just fighting everyone. He's just every fucking scene. He's in a fucking scrap with <laughs> fucking somebody. Well, all right. So whether it's before the, the baseball game or after, uh, he does the it first, both times, it, it, dude. He's always it, fighting stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was just thinking about the the first time we see him throw down. It's like two guys mock Angela, and not even the most malicious way. No, and him and Paul just start throwing. His friend Paul just start throwing blows. Mm. Both, but yes, let's get to the greatest sports scene in history, which the shit talking that occurs is Hall of Fame worthy. It's Hall of Fame worthy. Everything that Ricky says and everything that is said back to him is A plus, absolutely A plus, and honestly, probably the most accurate, like fucking of the eighties. Yes, (laughs) yes. Eat starts off by calling <laughs> starts off by calling somebody an asswipe, which that's fine. And then the kid's retort is like, fuck a man's ass. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck a man's ass. That's, that's something. Yeah, and then eat shit and die. That's the that's the most famous line. Uh he he's <laughs> because he says uh Ricky says this guy blows dead dogs. <laughs> and the kids and the kid says, eat shit and die, Ricky, to which Ricky says, eat shit and live, Bill, which is, that's a Hall of Fame Dude, that's so response. Crazy. One of the greatest responses ever. I do want to point out the athleticism uh, in this this, this game of, of softball, because right before the eat shit and, and live, Ricky is on second base. A ball is blasted to the field. Like, you know, it is a bomb. Ricky almost gets thrown out at home. You could have run around those bases three times before anyone even got to that ball and thrown it in. And it's still a close play at the plate. <laughs> uh, dude, that that, and I love the uh, counselor that's like, if you don't fucking win this game, I'm going to fucking kill you. And like, none of them appear to have known ever how to play baseball uh, at any point. The most athletic thing I've ever seen in my life, uh, or at least ever seen in movies, is that kid is playing one of those old handheld video games. Like before, we had Game Boys and stuff. We had those those games that had two buttons to press. Yeah. And the, it was like stick figures. He's playing that, and then somehow manages to get yelled at, look up, put it in his pocket, 
put his glove on and then make the catch. It's one of the greatest athletic plays in movie history. Which is funny because I think it was a thing to like mock that kid. It was like a scene to like make fun of the nerdy kid. And like he's literally the best athlete. (laughs) That is exactly, that was like the goal they were trying to get at. That this kid's a nerd because he's playing video games. Best play I've ever seen. Better than anyone else on the field. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Uh, From there, uh, we learn that there's going to be a dance. Um, Angela meets Paul, Ricky's friend. And uh, there's a little bit. Okay, so the fight is after. The fight is after. My mistake. Because this is where Paul helps Ricky. Yes. But here's the fun fact. I still didn't write the fight down. So um, (laughs) you you chime in when that happens. (laughs) Because I remember I was like. Should I write this down? And I was like, no, dude. This You're just going to get exhausted because it happens every... From here on out, it happens every time Ricky's on the scene. There's a main scene, and then Ricky shows up, and then fights somebody, and then another main scene, Ricky shows up, fights... You know what? You're 100% right. That is for sure the red herring, because Ricky shows up, and is just like, who wants to fucking fight? Ricky, Ricky's a lunatic. He's just looking... To, I mean, out of all the characters we've seen so far... Ricky is the only one that looks like he wants to kill somebody at any given time. Dude, that's so fucking funny. He literally shows up to throw down. (laughs) (laughs) He shows up as soon as Angela gets picked on and is like, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Angela meets Paul. They have a little crush on each other. And Angela finally speaks. She says, good night. Yes. Which makes Paul be like, gee, golly. <laughs> like, fucking. <laughs> click his, He's like, <laughs> The Rudolph the Red right there. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what he does. He like, clicks his heels and, like, runs away. <laughs> Paul, fucking. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, from there, uh, the counselors after the dance are all like, let's get fucking. I shouldn't say the counselors. All of the male counselors are like, let's get fucking naked and swim. And all the girls are like, pass. And they're like, you're fucking lost. <laughs> they all just jump into the fucking lake together. Butt fucking naked. Dude, so Which many butts. I want to say seems unrealistic. But think of, I know we bring it up a lot on the show. Think of that wiffle ball crew. They would all be like, let's go skinny dipping. And all the girls would be like, I'm not going. And then they would, the guys would be like, we weren't talking to you. Like, <laughs> why would you be coming anyway? <laughs> why do you think we're asking you? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that tracks for sure. Uh <laughs> And they just go, those dudes just go out and have a good fucking time. But what do they say? Butts to nuts? Isn't that, that's how you sleep. That's when you're in like tight quarters, right? Have you ever heard Butts that? to nuts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are just hanging out. They're, and they're, they're just swimming. And, uh, and Kenny, one of the counselors here, um, he's, he, I don't, actually, this is so funny. Because he, for whatever reason, thinks that there Kenny's, is one. Kenny's female. a camper. He, Kenny's oh. a camper. He's not a counselor. Oh, he's not. Because yeah, so, he's the one that, that Ricky just tried to kick the shit out of. Because oh. Kenny Kenny gave Angela a hard time. Honestly, I couldn't tell who was camp. There was like a weird. There was like, because there was older campers. This might be like the most realistic camp of all time. Because <laughs> it's like, there were a wide range of camper, like ages and campers. And, well, think and then, of. The Think of like the Chester camps. 
yeah, the, the, the town that we grew up in, like you could be a counselor, but only yeah. be two years older than some of those campers. You know, there's like that cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think they can even do it. Cause you're a CIT, right? A counselor in training. Like, yes, that's the year you fucking leave camp <laughs> and then yes. you're just in camp still. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's actually like a pretty cool representation of that. So this dude, Kenny though, is a fucking idiot because he, for some reason thinks that there's fucking his girlfriend's in the water. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, (laughs) there were no women in that fucking lake, but he's like, honey, come out type of thing. Well, There's that girl, Leslie, cause he tips her boat over as as a prank, as a prank, (laughs) classic prank. (laughs) Speaking of the wiffle ball crew, uh, <laughs> they, they they tip the fucking canoe. He tips the canoe. She falls out. So he's like looking for her, uh, but she actually gets out. And then he's like, where are you? Where are you? Fucking killer POV again. And yep. Kenny gets got under this canoe. And everyone's like, Kenny's just being a fucking asshole, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking awesome. Uh, and when they find his body the next day gruesome snake coming out of it Dude, his face is fucking horrifying this it's movie, bloated this like you would. like one of the best slashers ever like for sure yes right? like yes without a doubt dude, dude that that is a that is a like pretty good representation of what a corpse would look like that was in the water you know yeah. getting all waterlogged and bloated yes it's it awesome. disgusting it was and again disgusting. we keep talking about ricky being the red herring he just got into a fight with this guy. Like, this is the same guy. Why would it not be Ricky? Right. Fucking this fucking movie rules. Agreed, man. I'm gonna watch it again tonight. I'm not. Um, <laughs> <It's nuts>. Honestly, <laughs> only, <laughs> only because of that girl screaming in the first fucking scene. It fucking made my blood boil. I had to stop it, and I was like, fucking too much. Um. Anyway, so Kenny, Kenny's done. Kenny's done. Judy, meanwhile, is continuing to harass Angela. Judy is Ricky's ex-girlfriend. Well, yes. Ricky and her had a little fling last summer. Sorry, real quick, just to go back for a second. They find Kenny's corpse. Mel, I mean, they must take take a lot of influence from Jaws as well, because Mel's like, we can't. We can't let people. Like, this is accidental. Like, don't you dare say there's a murder here, which... In Jaws, it works because they would make money. What does Mel have to to gain by covering up a murder at a campground? <laughs> There's two bodies now that this guy's aware of that every every other person who's seen these corpses has been like, "Hey, Mel, uh, these people are being murdered. Like, this is not an accident. This is not an accidental drowning. That wasn't an accidental burning." <laughs> dude, and fucking Mel is just oh, he's such a fucking mess, dude. <laughs> like, what, what? Like, the kids are already constantly just telling murder stories at camp. Like, you might as well just tell them, be like, Whoa, and then they'll just all be like, oh, that's fake. That's a fucking fake. That's <laughs> folklore or whatever. Um, yeah. And Judy Judy is one of the main bullies Wait, in the, this. Okay. Officer Fr- uh, sorry. Sorry. Officer Frank shows up at the Kenny scene. That's the first time we see him because we see his real mustache. Yeah. And Officer Frank and the other counselor, th- those are the two guys that are like, hey, Mel, this is not an accident. Like, this guy was killed. Like, he didn't accidentally drown. So. Also, I love the name Officer Frank. <laughs> the fact that they call him that is so fucking funny. <laughs> Just call him fucking Frank. What, what? <laughs> if you're, like, going to, like, not 
show the proper respect by being like officer last name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just call him Frank then at that point. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess Frank could be his last name. Anyway, Judy, okay. Judy's the main bully um, of this. I, I would say the main bully. Um, she and again, her oh, Ricky kind of had this definitely thing. the main bully, <laughs> and she is a camper, and she hates Angela because Angela was staring at her. However, yes. fair fucking point. Angela, Angela at, was staring <laughs> at her. Angela was staring at her, and the girl was like, "Can I fucking help you?" And then she continued to stare at her, and was like, "And like the girl, like Judy was like." tried to like pretend to do something and was like dude come yes. on like what the fuck are we doing Judy <laughs> Judy is Judy is no doubt an asshole but you can't you can't tell me that her uh, feelings of discontent towards Angela are completely uncalled for because yeah. imagine meeting someone for the first time and they just keep staring at you like get this fucking freak away from me. dude dude i'd be fucking dude and i, I honestly like I could feel in my chest that feeling of somebody looking at you while you're trying to do something. Like you've already addressed the situation and you're doing something and you could feel them like staring at you. And you're like, dude, like the fuck is your problem? If I look up and you're looking at me like this is going to be a fucking problem. It's like the guy at the Gore show we went to. Yeah. So he's yeah. Fucking staring at us, dude. Gore's <laughs> fucking playing. And we, every time we turn, he's just staring at us and we were about to fucking beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> we were ready. We were like, this fucking guy is gonna fight us. Like, dude, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking, so, I, I, I do. Yeah, it's very infuriating. I mean, she was a boy, it's distracting. Though. She was a boy. She was no doubt a boy. She has a great line too about the flat as the board. Need a, need a screw. Oh, yeah, need a screw. Yeah, dude. That's uh, and then, but she, you know, she's harassing Angela. But also, so is the entire camp for some reason. Like. There's like eight boys on the roof just fucking hucking, hucking balloons, at, water balloons at her at one point. It's, okay, it's like, a camp full of bullies. They're, they're all pieces of shit. Dude, they're just fucking landing direct fucking shots on Angela. And then that's when fucking, what's his name? Ricky comes out and is like, yeah, hey, you fucking pieces of <laughs> that, shit. That's my, that's my favorite one of Ricky defending yes. us because he comes from nowhere. Dude, he's, out of nowhere. He's just trying to fight guys on a roof. <laughs> Dude, and guys that are like seven foot tall, they're all wearing the crop tops with like 25 packs and they're just like, I, yeah. you know, hucking balloons. And Ricky's like, get the fuck down here. And we're fucking respect to Ricky, man, because most people would be timid in that situation. And, it's, and that that's when Mel shows up and is like, hey, you little piece of shit. And but he's like, <laughs> he, he like not suspends. He like takes away their food privileges, which it doesn't seem great. But he takes away the people on the roof's food privileges, canteen privileges. Um, and then he's like, and you too, you little shit. And Ricky's like, what the fuck did I do? And he's like, your fucking mouth is horrible. And it is because in that it moment, it Ricky, Ricky calls him a cocksucker. And I remember being like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, <laughs> like, I know those guys are being absolutely cruel, but that is fucking wild to hear from a little kid. And like Mel's 100% right being like, bro, sh shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Mel was like, could you please just stop fighting everyone in camp like had to be what paul was like yeah did, we have that picture of paul at a camp giving the middle finger you know and he's younger than these kids are <laughs> paul is for sure ricky paul is for sure ricky. for paul's sure some, paul's somehow a combination of the bully and ricky like, 
I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Paul would be on the roof throwing balloons at people and also and also defending people and trying to fight them. And fighting other people, yeah, for sure. And calling people cocksuckers. Paul, listen, listen, Paul, this is a true story about Paul. When he was that age, he would cuss so wildly and like in front of his parents and to the point where I'd be like, dude, you're going to get... Sean, there were times where I would literally be floored and be like, I'm going to get, I feel like I'm going to get my ass kicked for what you're saying right now by your parents. And I'm just sitting next to you. <laughs> like, Listen up, you motherfuckers. Like, you don't fucking, <laughs> like, just dropping cocksuckers and motherfuckers at everyone. That's <laughs> <Adults> so kids. <laughs> it was nuts. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I would not have expected that. His dad's a little bit of a hard ass. Very much hard ass, which is why it made, it made me so nervous when Paul <laughs> go off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I had no idea that. That's actually surprising to me. That's, Even up in college, they would give us rides home our freshman year when we didn't. We weren't allowed to bring our cars up there. So, like, my parents would alter. Like, we would alternate. So sometimes my parents would go home, bring us home. Sometimes his parents would get in the car, probably be like, "You listen up, you motherfuckers!" and just start like cussing so unnaturally in front of why? them. And I'd be like, "Dude, why, why is this happening? Why is Paul out of a Rob Zombie movie?" <laughs> Listen up, you cocksucking parents. <laughs> Talking like fucking moons. The only time, the only time I heard on one of those car rides, I heard Paul's dad be like, hey, guy, fucking relax, is when Paul was asking both of them if they've ever heard of the band Anal Cunt. And Paul's dad was just, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that's an insane name really like i'm so used to it but like really oh, it's like, insane <laughs> also asking your parents if you've heard of them of course they have fucking heard of them. <laughs> you don't know about seth uh <laughs> how about that you don't remember that band the guy with the uh fucking heroin needle sticking out of his arm getting fucking sucked off <laughs> never seen that pic <laughs> mom and dad well, one of those ballooners uh, immediately goes to take a shit uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. He gets off the roof and is like, I got a shit. Goes into the bathroom after getting reprimanded. Um, and someone comes in, slides a broom through the handles. And then one of the most unique kills in a horror movie. Agreed. Uh they throw a fucking hornet's nest into the yes. fucking bathroom. Being stung to death by, by bees while shitting. <laughs> That's the worst ways to go. Bro, bro, while shitting. Fucking. Shitting in a camp stall. So you know it's bro. like hot and miserable. <laughs> not air conditioned. It fucking stanks. Dude. Dude. The worst. Top three worst ways to go. Yo, dying with a dirty ass. Could you fucking imagine that? Oh my yeah. god. That just fucking hurts. Well, you that, poop when you die anyways. That's not fucking true. Not... That is true. That is true. That's not. You don't know. No, everyone doesn't shit themselves when they die. No, whatever you have stored it. Yeah, but I think it takes a released. long time. It takes time to do that. It does, you don't die and then you just shit. It's not a cartoon. I, I know. I said it's not like a shotgun explosion. It's <laughs> your last heartbeat, but you're not going to have a clean ass for long after that. Is that true? 
That is true. Uh, it's true because you, you, your muscles aren't contracting, so you have nothing to hold it in anymore. Yeah, I'm, gonna go on a I'm gonna go on a liquid fucking diet before, like before I die. <laughs> Just eat <laughs> all milkshakes and burritos Some before you die. Beef broth all day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, coroner. <laughs> I'm dying with a clean fucking ass, dude. I'm not. I'm not fucking dealing. Uh, I'm dealing with that as if I'm fucking present. Everyone else has to fucking deal with it. On second thought, I think I'm just gonna eat like a fucking maniac right before. <laughs> somebody else asparagus and cuttlefish. <laughs> oh man, great kill though. I fucking love it. I think that's fucking incredible. Great kill, and and the wounds from the bee stings are extreme mm-hmm. uh unrealistic but but i loved it loved it and angela is really playing really helps move the i mean i i don't think i don't want to say like she's a bad actress or good i think she's just whatever she's fine um but well, she, way- she has that, that minimal role which yeah. is like integral to that character and honestly it makes sense at the end uh, yeah why she's it- so and, reserved and she like but she's she talks here and it, she does a good job of deflecting any thing and it's not just because she said because she goes what happened to billy um who's the guy that got stung to death and it, it's just like the way she says it and the innocence of felissa a, as an actress is just like you kind of just are like yeah it's, of course it's not like when you hear her say it you're like yeah it's not her like you yeah. just immediately she's out of the she's naive and soft-spoken super yeah. sweet yeah um then we cut to a flashback our first flashback well sorry after the big beast and kill we have genius gumshoe mel being like i think it's somebody here on the camp hey mel hey mel of course it's, it's three three bodies just showed up why would it be somebody not on the campgrounds just three different murderers that were like hey <laughs> yeah. just passing camp, through <laughs> go to a camp tonight <laughs> <laughs> fucking mal man they might be they might be on the camp um but we cut to angela's first flashback here which is her and her younger brother watching their dad um post coitus in bed with another man yeah um and and this is to i mean i don't i don't totally know the purpose but it, it's, it's a man that was on the beach uh, in the first scene yelling at them yeah and and, but what it does is um angela is laying with paul and it's getting like a little intimate and something about that moment with her dad triggers her to be like i'm fucking out of here yeah um so it's an interesting thing to add to the fucking movie i don't know like it it's cool it it, there's like i don't know dude as a slasher, this is just like really well done and like gives some depth where you don't really need it, but it's cool, right? Like, I mean, what other slasher is like giving like slasher? Like the slasher. character development of the character of Angela as to what they came from and where they are today is definitely interesting and it plays a part as to like why they're recoiling from these yeah. advances where. Friday the Thirteenth is just all horned up teens that right. there's no there's no there's no second guessing they just want to fuck and Angela is hiding something that uh, she doesn't want known yet and that makes yeah. sense yeah um meanwhile like you said fucking gum- Gumshoe Mel 
is has now decided that it's fucking Ricky. It's fucking Ricky because Ricky's a fucking wise ass, and like he's like, yeah, you know what? He fucking fucking said. But something. listen, as stupid as that sounds, if three bodies show up, yes, you should assume it's somebody in the camp. Yes. And if it's the the kid who's gotten into six fist fights in the last twelve hours and then called you a cocksucker. Your eyes are on him, man. He is, he is suspect number one. So I'm not not so hard on Mel on that one. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> this You're kid right. is violent and a menace and an asshole. Like I am watching him like a hawk from here on. <laughs> I'm so fucking lutely. That's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, and then the the campers now are like really ramping it up against Angela, though. Um, with Judy kind of organizing like an attempting an attempted drowning of Angela at the camp, which, which this is where Mel is confronting Ricky. Cause he, he confronts him first. He's just like, haven't had a chance to talk to you, which he talked to him like, you know, six hours before, yeah. but he's asking him. He's just like, I know it was you, you fucking cocksucker. And then, and then Angela is screaming at the top of her lungs because she's being carried by girls into the water and Mel is what 20 feet away from them it doesn't yeah. even look up while Angela is thrown into the water yeah like no. that could have been seen and and like averted very oh, easily somebody should have been like can you please stop I even just stop screaming what was, was, was shut the fuck up. <laughs> just turn around and shut the fuck up I'm try, trying to accuse this kid of murdering <laughs> Trying to accuse this eleven-year-old of murdering three adults. <laughs> um, yeah, and then on top of it, Judy then sabotages um, her relationship with Paul by because she sees Judy or she sees Paul and Angela like getting hot and heavy, and they're like yes. kind of picking on her for that. Which isn't this just like the true teenage experience where like if you as a loser somehow get laid or a kiss or something they're like you fucking loser idiot but then then they want it right like it, yeah it, they want what they're not like, having it's yes, so yes. Nice. i fucking hate that age it sucks ass fucking bullies are the fucking worst um yeah yeah um but they they see that with paul and they, they kind of shoot paul away and that's that's when they grab angela and throw her in the water and who rescues Angela? None other than Ricky, who who pulls her out, and then yep. they all throw sand at Ricky and Angela. And Ricky, <laughs> again, true to the red herring rule, Ricky's like, "I'll fucking kill all of them. Like we're gonna we're gonna have our revenge." <laughs> I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And then, meanwhile, while that's happening, Judy lures Paul away into the woods, and uh, kind of uses the whole. Um, Angela won't put out yeah. thing as a as a thing to be like Paul. I'll kiss you and I'll fucking whatever. And uh, Paul Paul takes her advances. Yep. Paul kind of sucks. I'll be honest. Paul's Paul's not the greatest, but but just you know prepubescent yeah. kid. That's true. Not perfect. You gotta live and learn. You gotta live and learn. While that's going on, uh, one of the counselors is like, hey, Mel, can I meet you at your house tonight? Most unbelievable fucking shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. No one would fuck Mel. 
<laughs> no fuck Mel. Let alone that's fuck Meg, her. right? That, that's the girl before that. Was yes. Like, was like Meg. Wait, is she the one who who wants Angela to talk to her and is just like, why are you not answering me? And then just beat the <laughs> yes. shit out of her. Yeah. yeah, like like seems like she might be the sympathetic one and then is like, I fucking you fucking annoying idiot. Shut up. <laughs> As soon as like she does, she doesn't say one thing, and she's like, "Yo, Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> I'll kill you!" <laughs> fucking mental. Um, yeah, yeah. So, meeting Mel, the most unbelievable in this entire movie, is the most unbelievable thing. Absolutely, dude. And she, she, she's like, "Are you still? Are you still?" Dude, Mel's you still- face looks like he's in a body melt film. The lips are. Running. Hanging down his, <laughs> <touch> his chin. <laughs> um, he, he, he he looks like fucking shit, and she's like, "Is the offer still on the table for me to come over?" Meg, c- come the fuck out! What are you, this guy's doing? Like, fucking... <laughs> I mean, it's a fair question. If you're like, "Are you planning on dying tonight, or are you, are you available for dinner?" Um, but yeah, no, this dude is is. Is hideous. It's hideous. Um, but Meg never shows up to meet with the owner. So yeah. he goes to investigate. And what does he find? Dead Meg in a shower. Yeah. And that, that stabbing scene was pretty cool. She gets stabbed from behind mm-hmm. in the shower. It's really which, cool. Uh, you know, I guess she was showering in paper walls, but uh, <laughs> and, no, no tile. Or anything. <laughs> and the, the, the wound is cool, and and the body again looks fucking dead. Looks like a dead fucking body. It's yeah weird. Yeah. Um, so far, but, all of these kills, there hasn't been a single kill where you're like, oh, okay, no, they've all and, been and, pretty good. And Mel Mel sees the body, and instead of like mourning, is like that little fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Ricky. <laughs> And like that's what he does. He leaves to go kill Ricky. Like he's gonna go fucking yeah kill Ricky. <laughs> yeah, and it's also the same night as a social. There's a, there's a, a yes. camp social where everyone's supposed to be. There's a camp social. Um, Judy doesn't go to the social. Judy stays back. Yeah, um, she's got a, she's got a guy over. Yeah, well, that's not who comes over, baby. Uh, well, the guy the guy is the guy's under the bed, but then Mel shows up. He's like, "Where is Meg?" And Judy's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but there's Killer POV enters that room also. Yeah, because that guy's because that guy's like, uh, I'm actually gonna get out of here. And Judy's real pissed. Judy's real fucking pissed. Uh, and also, that guy's 100 percent right. You just fucking leave in that moment. You just fucking yes, I agree. <laughs> um, and he leaves, and the Killer hey, POV. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thinking of that, you're in a girl's room. The owner knocks on the door, so you have to hide under the bed. And the owner comes in, and he's like, "Hey, uh, where's your friend who's also really young? Uh, she was supposed to meet me." And then your friend, like Judy, being like, "I don't know where she is." And Mel and the owner is like, "Well, I gotta find her. Like, she's supposed to be in my room." I would immediately leave. Like, this whole place is weird, and that guy's a creep, and uh, the entire mood is ruined. Uh, yeah, and actually, it's actually interesting because he asks multiple people about where Meg is, but like. Uh, before he finds the body and may like he does it at the social like in front of like a few counselors and like again like uh, this is a teenage girl and like mel is like dressed up he's got his fucking jacket on he's like hey where's may we're supposed to go out and it's like 
they kind of give a look like to be like, oh, that's weird. But not like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, is Meg fucking that guy? <laughs> no, is Meg fucking that skin suit over there? Like, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> fucking insane. I, I don't even know if I'd be like, that's fucking illegal and fucked up. I think I'd just first be like, whoa, 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 whoa the fuck? Somebody is fucking Mel? <laughs> Somebody's approaching Mel for this shit? Um, yeah. And then, so Judy's in bed. Yep. And we see the killer POV come in. This death scene is the only off. Well, yeah, it's like kind of off. It's off. It's left to the imagination. Off screen. But somehow, man, it's fucking insane and great. It is, and everybody involved, Felissa, the director, Judy, they all say when you when when have been asked in any interview what happens with that hot curling iron, it gets rammed up her vagina. That that is how she gets killed. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's a crazy fucking scene. Um you see you see Judy laying there and fucking Felissa picks up the iron and you know it's hot because it's burned the blanket, which I thought was a cool addition yes. to it. Yes. Um, to just show that it's hot. And man, and she fucking, you just see the shadow of the arm with the curling iron and then fucking a pillow over Judy's face and fucking, yo, that's fucking the craziest shit. That's so You nuts. see, I don't even have a vagina and I was squirming. Like you, you could feel it. It, it. It's so uncomfortable because you know what's happening. They confirm, like I said, they confirm it, but as a viewer, you don't see it, but you know, like you know what's happening, and it's it's very uncomfortable. Can I tell you something? There's a moment where, as you see the shadow and um, the killer Angela uh, opens up the curling iron because it like kind of opens, right? Like like scissors. Yep. Yep. Fuck, what's she gonna do with that? Like, what was she clamping, bro? That's (laughs) fucked. I don't want to fucking know. It's fucked. I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy, but it's great. I love it. Yeah, it's a good kill. Um, and then this it all kind of like really escalates really fast after this kill. Yes. Um, the camera. So we see goes, we see Angela at the social. She's talking to Paul, and Paul's like, "Sorry about what happened with Judy. Yeah. Want to go? I don't know what he says, but they're gonna go to the water. Like, skinny she's dip, like, yeah, they they want to go to the beach and talk or whatever and hang out. Um, which they both agreed to. Um. But while this is happening, the counselors are kind of like, what the fuck is going on? But again, like they had not cared up to literally this moment. And then all of a sudden they're like, let's run around. So (laughs) one of the counselors finds, what was that? A bunch of dead campers? Uh, Yeah, yeah. They were all hacked to death because Eddie, the counselor's name is Eddie. I don't know why I remember that, but he leaves to go like do something or check on something. And he comes back and they're all hacked to death. That's fucking crazy. Yep. Because those were campers. They were campers. They were like little kids. There's like a scene right before that where it's like, hey, Eddie, uh, I want to go sleep inside now. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's a weird throwaway scene. And then it's probably to remind you that. That's yeah, that's exactly what happened. You just murdered these kids. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was nuts. 
Uh, and then we oh, then we then we see Mel on the rampage because Mel because he re- because he remembers that scene where Angel was thrown in the water. Ricky being like, "I will kill everybody yes. that was involved in this," and Meg was one of them. So now yeah. that's all the evidence that Mel needs. And my favorite piece of all of the red herring here is Ricky shows up to the social, and the guy at the door is like, "Hey, Ricky, it's over. Like, what are you doing? Where have you been?" And Ricky's yeah. like, "I was sleeping. We've just seen all these people murdered." And the guy's like, well, you know, it's over. I don't know what to tell you. And Ricky's like, come on, just let me in. I'm starving. Like, I need something. I haven't eaten all yeah. day. I've been busy. Blah, blah, blah. There's no alibi for Ricky right now. Like, no. Why would we not think he's the killer at this point? No, it's it's fucking crazy. It's 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 wild. And, and Ricky fits the profile. Mel chases him into the woods. Um, <laughs> and according to fucking some people. Beats him to just, death. According to some <laughs> some people, uh, Mel takes an arrow to the throat. Yes, well, he, well, he kicks the shit out of Ricky first. Yeah. Ricky's unconscious. Uh, Ricky might uh, we for all we know, Ricky's dead because because <laughs> Mel's like, I did it. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then, yes, he takes an arrow right through the jugular, which, and eliminates according Ricky to our buddy from- Mike. Yeah, 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 because Mel at this point is like, wait, it can't be you. You know, that's yeah. what he says. We don't see the killer. Um, then he gets the arrow through the throat. And as we talked about earlier, our buddy Mike thinks it's the greatest kill of all time. <laughs> hey. It's hard to argue. You know, it's, it looks great. I mean, I'll be the honest. The effects are good. I, I liked probably every other kill more than this one. This one's. <laughs> I was being nice with respect to our buddy Mike. This, this seemed this seemed like the blandest one of the movie, but I it's guess. a straightforward kill. But 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 the arrow through the jugular does look great. It looks clean. There's nothing that makes it you looks, think it looks amazing. And uh, I would say Mel's reaction to the killer is the best one in the movie. Um, he, yes, yes. Just his being like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, yes, him so because good. as a character. You can see the gears moving in his head, and he's yep. like, "Wait, I just killed this kid because I thought he was the murderer, but it's you." Well, yep. how, how is that? How is that possible? Exactly. Uh, it's great. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's really good. So again, Paul and Angela go out to the beach, and the remaining counselors are kind of like, "Where the fuck are they?" They go to look for them. They find Angela, but we cut to a flashback. But like that, that cut of Angela when they find her on the beach is fucking unsettling because you see Paul's head looks a little lifeless. Looks in, in Angela's lap. Yep, in Angela's yep. lap doesn't look great for him. And Angela has no shirt on. So yes, you just see her back though. So yes. it's and oh, before the flashback thing. and before the scene, I just want to highlight one more time. Our man, Officer Frank, shows up again with the shittiest fake mustache that you've ever seen. He walks in, finds the carnage of, I believe, Meg or whoever it is. Might be Judy. And that's when he walks out and he's just like, don't go in there. Which, it's a crime scene. Of course not. But uh, (laughs) the director decides to just ban onto his fake mustache for way too long. It's wild. Fucking (laughs) absolutely insane. But we cut to the flashback, which... For whatever reason, Joe wanted to talk about at the top of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's just the scene where the big reveal happens (laughs) on the head. (laughs) 
<laughs> literally the final scene. <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> Pretty sure this happens here. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we cut to the flashback. Angela with the bandaged head. Well, no, 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 no. Peter with a bandaged head. Um, talking to Aunt, whatever her name is. Martha. Uh, Martha. And, uh, uh, <laughs> dude, imagine imagine if Angela and fucking Ricky were like, Martha. He's like, Why'd you say that, Dave? My, my mom's Martha. <laughs> um, I, we meet Aunt Martha. We don't meet Aunt Martha. We see Aunt Martha talking to Peter, who has a bandage on his head, and she he she's like, I already have a son. I don't need another son. You're going to be my daughter. I've always wanted a daughter. And that's what you're going to be. And we'll call you Angela. And we'll call you Angela. Which reveals that Angela died in the boating Angela accident. Angela died. <laughs> that's actually a more fucked up layer to this that I actually didn't even think about to now. Which is that not only is yeah. his sex being told it's changing. Yes. But he's assuming the identity. Of his, dead, of his dead fucking sister, that who sucks. he seemed pretty close with. That that is they were tight. The most that is the most fucked up situation. So fuck. I actually never time. thought about that aspect of her naming her after the dead sister. That's so fucking nuts. Like no wonder she's murdering people. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> here, be your dead sister moving forward. Oh yeah. man. And also kind of like shit talks to dad a little bit. She talks to she shit talks to dad a little bit. Um and yeah, and and she's like just straight up like it's cuz I want it that way. Like there's no like deeper thing. It's she's just like, she wanted a girl and she already has a boy. Yeah. So. Cut back to Angela. Martha was like a terrible human being. Like it's like one of the most diabolic shit. Right? She's like the uh the nurse from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Nurse right? Ratchet, she, yeah, yeah, Nurse Ratchet. She's like not the main character, but like the fucking worst thing in the movie, like the yes. fucking worst part of the movie. Um, and yeah, so she, we cut back to the camp, right where we left off with Angela, but she stands up, fucking turns around, and we get the big reveal of a Paul's. Severed head is on the ground. Yes. Uh, and Angela is holding a like hunting knife in, yep. in her hand and has that disgusting face and is just making that honestly unhuman, inhuman noise. Wow. Yeah. And it's a full body shot. She's completely naked and she has a fucking dick, which we know that she's Peter, you know, yeah. or she was Peter. Um, and I, I just love, I love the counselor narrating. It's a boy. It's like, yeah, Dude, we we know, we know, guy. We fucking see. <laughs> That's the entire reveal. We don't need you telling us. That. Like, and also, dude, like you're trying to find who's murdering these people, and you're like, wait a minute, she's a boy. Yeah, you It's a murderer. You have a way bigger problem on your hand, guy. <laughs> just, There's a severed kid's head on the stand. <laughs> talking about like, she's not apprehended there's a weapon in her hand this is the most this is the most life-changing terrifying thing you'll ever see in your life you're and that's that's your takeaway read about their genitals uh, <laughs> whoa oh, shit. 
That's so funny. That's actually like the most. I, I don't know. Is that believable? Like, I can't tell if that's the most believable all, reaction or unbelievable reaction. I. You could go both ways because, like, this guy could have just been like, "What the f-? like, like, dude?" There's so much to process in that moment. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> the, face, the face, the noise, the dick, and the dead kid. You're just like, that's a lot to fucking take in in one. It moment. is a lot to process. You probably just start crying, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just be such an overstimulation of emotion. But was... <laughs> you, you, you would do the scanner's head. Your head would just fucking explode. Everyone. <laughs> Just like, like just fuck? kill me. This, uh, <laughs> like, there's no, there's not enough therapy for this. this God. <laughs> God, she's a boy. Is what he says. Oh, and that's it. That's how it ends, man. It fucking ends with a freeze frame of Angela's fucking face, man. Imagine seeing that in the theater for the first time. Which is honestly, I'm sorry to harp back on, but this is why I disagree with Felicia being like, this is like. For the trans movement, the, the guy is screaming, "Yeah, God, she's a boy!" Like, like, like it's uh, you know. No, I know, and 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 I've been actually thinking about it, but again, it it feels weird to talk about because it's not our fucking realm or our. Yeah, no, I, think, I think my, my original. Uh, anybody who can relate to it, yeah. and is comfortable talking about it, let us know your thoughts on it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You shoot us an email and or DM. Um, but like also, um, she was. Angela was forced into this, so I don't even think it's even a trans thing. Well, that, that, that's what I was saying in the beginning. Like, it it, it doesn't seem like that. It just, seems like a trans thing would be something that they chose to right. feel comfortable this is and almost happy in like, their skin. This is terrible to do to somebody. This is <laughs> yes. That's why I don't think identity, it's a pro. Yeah, you know, taking the identity of your dead sister is not not like trans it's it's not it's not what that is like being forced to take that fucking psychotic (laughs) yeah by your fucking aunt like that's fucking crazy that's not i don't think that has i don't know i don't know but it's why let us know yeah it's a fun trip um as as far as slashers go it has the kills it has the suspense it really does have the suspense if you've seen it already obviously the ending doesn't pack as much punch but the first time you see this you're not expecting that. And I it still I dude, I'm 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 with you and I kind of agree with you. I think even I think it still packs a punch to see that ending. It is never unsettling to watch that ending. And honestly, the the noise that comes out of that gaping mouth is just it's the mouth, the face and creepy. then the mask, the way like the head is so much bigger <laughs> than it should be on a human body with that yes. with that body, so it doesn't fit. So there's like that element yes. too, where you're just like, there's a, again, much to that counselor's credit. You don't know what to fucking think in that moment. You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. The more I think about it after this conversation, the more I think his reaction might be. What more. you do? Like, because you're just like, uh, do, uh, do, that's a boy. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we talking about? The fucking yeah, yeah. girl that I tried to feed. Um, so that's it. You recommend it? Oh, of course. This is honestly talking about it. You said in the beginning you had some qualms. I I was ready to go on it, but I don't have any really. I mean, there's just like some weird shit, but maybe I wasn't paying attention enough. I'll, I'll ding myself for that. Cause you were like, well, no, they said this. And I was like, oh, well, (laughs) missed that part. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like there was like issues, especially with the beginning. I couldn't like I, I was like, is Ricky the brother? Did they both survive? And then I had to wait until they said the cousin thing. And then I was like, oh, okay, I get this. And I think I think my hearing's fucking shot. I think that's what it boils down to. I think I missed like fucking half of what they say. Um, so next week, are we doing Unhappy Campers? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Oh, oh okay. I was like, what the fuck is Unhappy Campers? Yeah, Sleepaway Camp 2, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's going to be exciting. Now I'm, I'm a little more excited about that. Three, I remember not. No, I don't remember. I remember the intro with the garbage man or whatever. Um, I don't. Yes, actually, I, the garbage man is the, 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 the scene that sticks out to me the most. Isn't that weird? Why is that? Speaking of intro, and it's not an intro at all, it's an outro. Uh, Angela's theme. Uh, did, you, did you catch that? That plays at the, the end. No. Oh, dude, Angela's theme is it's its own like song with lyrics about Angela, written by some guy, uh, Frankie Vinci, who's straight out of Connecticut, and he has his own LinkedIn page. But he's also wa- worked with like really big names. But Angela has her own theme song. That's so fucking funny. Wait, Angela's theme. Wait, I, there's Angela's theme camp sleepaway camp lyrics. It's called Angela's theme. You, you're just what I've been looking for. Yeah, it's uh, it's not terrible. No, oh, right. it doesn't fit the mood of the movie, and it's very baffling to play at the end. But I kind of like it. Oh my god, this is so weird. Oh my goodness. Um, and again, like that kind of goes to what you were saying about the actor of Mel being in this, like. What? How did the director get like? Who did the director know to be like? Do you want to record a song about this fucking character? <laughs> well, I don't think this guy did much up oh. to this point. And again, he's from Connecticut. They're filming in New York. He's probably just just buds. I'll, I'll fucking do anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing going on. <laughs> um. All right. So next week, Sleepaway Camp Two. Then our live show, which is the, the burning. burning, just a summer camp month, baby. The summer um, of George. Summer of George. That's our live show. And then we go into bu- 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 September 6th, which we don't have anything scheduled for. So I'm excited. So we'll have two shows in September, then our live show in Chicago, and then we'll close out September with yes. something. And again, if you're in the area, it's Friday, September 16th, free of charge. Donations welcome, but not necessary. When was the last time we didn't do like a themed month? I feel like I just do that because it's easy. Um, I mean, we did. We did oh, April. We did, oh, we did. We did April. <laughs> and then May was Patreon picks. Okay, and um, then we did, we did George Romero, and we did Romero, then Jaws, and then this summary thing with <laughs> kicking it off with John Carpenter's Vampires for, for whatever reason. <laughs> but and that's fine. First thing that comes to mind when I think of summer. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so we'll we'll come up with something for September. I don't know what. Ooh, I'm kind of excited now cheerleader yeah, I mean, what we cool. what we settle on for the live show we can maybe do oh something leading lead up to into it. that yeah oh shit i like it i like it that's probably what we'll do that's, that's definitely what we'll do I, although uh have we done those movies 
Dude, I don't think so, which is also fucking nuts. Going back to uh, what we were talking about in the beginning. We, we haven't we haven't announced it yet, so we'll iron it yeah. out. But uh, it might be a, a very popular series and also is one that we haven't done. So. <laughs> For whatever reason. We've probably done like the fourth one and never did anything. No, I think we did. I think we did. I think we talked about part three, much like yeah. Superman Camp. Because, you know. Of course. Dude, what a weird fucking series we did. We did the, the best of the threes without covering any of the... Without covering any of them, and that's pretty early on in our show. <laughs> How are we still here? <laughs> dude. Dude. Oh my god. That's fucking painful. Um, thanks, Fangoria, for signing us like fucking six months <laughs> in for whatever reason. <laughs> You're fucking idiots. Um, our biggest family. Someone. Uh, Uh, all right guys thank you all so much uh like joe mentioned chicago chicago september uh 16th live in chicago at the brood come find us uh it's gonna be great uh if you can support us you can go to patreon.com slash i hate horror facebook.com slash i hate horror instagram at i hate horror Merch is coming soon. The new website. I was just working on it. Almost done. Uh, so we'll be doing that soon on there. And it's going yes. to be constant store. Always open. Yes. I can't wait. I'm so excited. People, I can't thank our listeners enough. The support that they give us continuously and, and always are just like, hey, I want to buy merch. Uh, like, which... which you Sean works his ass off for us. I don't do anything with that. I don't know how to. Uh, we survive off Sean, um, but I'm excited for it. Uh, he's been working hard on this and for it to go uh, full time. Like always, be out there and and again, our listeners like that are constantly asking for merch. I thank you. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, and it'll be oh, it'll be always available. And there's going to be more products, more. Shirts. And we're going to bring some to Chicago. Um, I think I'll bring the last run to Chicago if I can get some made before then I will, but, um, you know, I figured we'll, we'll have some of the last run stuff and maybe I can get something made before then. If not, we'll figure something cool. out, but I'm excited. You know, when we, la- we did a live show in Chicago, I know we're wrapping up this episode. I'm just bad. No, no, that's no, what that's happens. Good. I'm drunk. Fuck it. Um, yeah. last time we were in Chicago, we were in, in the game for like two years. Uh, and I thought, you know, it was so exciting and exciting to meet people. And I loved meeting the people this time. I am so excited because there's so much more like interest and people that are saying that they're going to travel, you know, obviously if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if you're traveling, I I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, I'm so excited to meet you. I'm so excited for this live show. And I think it's going to be a great turnout. I wonder, dude, was that two years into the show? It's 2017. It's right after show was born. So yeah. Yeah, that's fucking nuts, dude. Yep. Because that—that's so nuts. That's wait, and is that? Co- oh no, 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 it's not coming up. Never mind. Um, that's that's nuts. Because I wonder what our like listeners were at the time. Like I knew, like we were like pretty successful from the jump, but like not like we are now. Not like, like this. Not like this. I'm no, very not excited like this. For this that's yeah. actually I've never really put that together. I just kind of always think of it as the same thing. Dude, actually, um, Reagan, our uh, social media manager, she was like, at some point, you're going to have to like accept the fact that you you have a, a lot of listeners and a lot of fans. Because I was like, she wanted to travel to 
meet us at Chicago. And I was like, don't worry about it. Like, we're going to come to Texas. Like, it's on my thing. I have to go to Texas. Like, it's yeah, yeah. where my family's from. Um, and I was like, don't sweat it. Like, you don't have to, like, don't go crazy. And she's like, at some point, you have to accept that, like, people like you guys. <laughs> I know. It's weird. I, mean, it's I was weird. like, you have to. I was like, why would you even bother driving up to see me? Like, that? I think that's what yeah. caused her to say that. Because I was like, Trust me, like don't. We talk about and we talk about it all the time. We, we have more listeners than we have social media followers. Oh, uh, and yeah. there's so many like established people that listen to us, but they don't follow us or acknowledge us because all we do is shit on people that they right. have to work with regularly, which I love. And like, shout out to the bands that like view our stories and like it, but won't follow us or anything. <laughs> I fucking it's, love that shit. <laughs> it's fucking weird, dude. It's fucking weird. I, and I told Joe recently this story about like a very established company and they all yeah, yeah. fucking listen to us. Not a yeah. single one of them follows us, or the site follows and us. And I don't blame you at ever for, for at all. You gotta uh, no. You we're know. the fucking. We're the little. We're the we're the fucking. Uh, we're the fucking. What do you? What would you call? It? We're the like the the oh uh, the the uh, the little engine that could. No, I mean for whatever reason that was also in my head. I don't know why, <laughs> Joe. But it was legitimately what I was thinking, and I was like, that's not what I'm thinking about. We're the guilty pleasure. We're the guilty, we're the guilty pleasure. We're the guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wants to admit they listen to us if you're like deep in that community. Like, yeah, you can't. You just like- <laughs> those guys that just shit on everything we love. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Facebook.com slash I hate horror. Instagram at I hate horror. Joe, riot, riot, riot Fest, September 18th. Let's open up that pit for the misfits. And it's the 17th. Boogish, it's 1985. The 17th. No, well. 16th is the fucking that's your opinion man (laughs) boognish1985 guys thank you all so much love you all (laughs) for joe it is the 17th (laughs) you win this right (laughs) stay weird thank you adios Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced. The monster.